welcome to the GBHBL Whiplash. We're back. It's been years. Fucking years. Feels like <laughs> I've done it. It's weird because we actually did. I was like, we haven't done one of these since before Bloodstock, but we did after Bloodstock. The yeah. Bloodstock review. Yeah, we did. Mm. A long one. It was. Two and a half hours or so, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, it, people seemed to like it. People seemed to like it, which was great. And we, and yeah, and we didn't just completely bash it, which is normally our thing, isn't it? Or the opposite. We didn't go, oh, it was the best thing ever, you know? Oh my God. We, 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 we may have finally found a balance. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll say that, but we're going to be talking about other festivals in this uh, this yeah. podcast. Balance out the window. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously when, when you don't do these regularly, a lot of stuff happens. Yep. And uh, obviously we don't cover everything, but we, we always like to cover festivals. And thank goodness, as of recording right now, this point, download, went ahead. Actually, before we get onto that, I should probably start with where Games Brains have in life. You should know that. You clicked on the fucking thing. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. YouTube. YouTube, of course. Important one, the website itself. You can also listen to this podcast on SoundCloud and watch some of the select videos of on YouTube, as you already said. Oh, and of course, Apple Podcasts as well. Not Spotify, because for some reason, SoundCloud are one of the biggest platforms out there, but aren't supported on Spotify, which yeah. is so fucking weird. Hmm. Unless that's changed since I last checked. I'll have to yeah, look into know. that. Just, yeah. Which means Spotify don't have shares in SoundCloud, probably doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> They're all connected, aren't they? <laughs> Well, yeah, so festival announcements. Download today made the pretty huge announcement. And bravo to them for not, like, uh, A, building it up for no reason. And also going, well, we'll do all our headliners. But also we're going to do nine more on top of that. Yeah. So that you've got a great Just, reason to buy tickets. Something, something interesting happened today, actually, around the download thing, which I thought was quite funny. Go on. Um, well, I guess we'll get into this a bit more when you, we talk through the download bands. But at the same time as the download announcement coming out today, we also posted a, a video in the last day or two of um, you guys pulling out the festivals. Yeah. And we did our download 2004. That's right. And it was quite funny that actually when I looked at the download 2020 line, I thought, I, in my head I was kind of like, could have been a 2004 one <laughs> as well, been, to be honest. There's been <laughs> a lot of two that. bands. It was like... Could be, could be any download. It's but. been there's been a lot of that pushback on social media over that, and uh, for rightfully so, um, because yeah. we'll go for the bands now. So three headliners. Uh, the Friday night headliner is Kiss as part of an exclusive last ever UK show as part, show as part of this goodbye Kiss thing they're supposedly doing. I say supposedly because I'm not that convinced with Kiss. Nah, I've just been going on for a while as well, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, it's, it's not like, like a Slayer like, one. Yeah, yeah. Three years later, you're still not finished because you'd want to play everywhere mm. so yeah i mean that's a kiss isn't it well it's, 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 we'll do it's, that it's, we'll go through them all yeah. and we'll come back to that yeah so to saturday it. night headliner is iron maiden yeah uh sunday is system of a down mm. and then the additional bands added were deftones corn the offspring mm. disturbed gojira l storm black veil brides daughtery and of mice and men do you want to mm. you give your what what you thought yeah. Well, the first bit of good news off all of that for me, genuinely, mm. was that that should be enough now to die down this silly corn at Bloodstock rumour. <laughs> yes. I know it's not impossible that a band does download and Bloodstock, but it's not it's massively unlikely. common either. Not to be given a headline slot while playing yeah. download at a lower position. And it, it was just every, every Bloodstock announcement, it seemed that that corn wheel, was the rumour wheel, was getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, sure. Scary, yeah. Be right, man. But anyway, so uh, my honest opinion out of that is... While I like a fair few of the bands that are playing there, yep. it is it it feels like a retro festival. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. I mean, I've gotten very little interest in modern Kiss. I, I like any human being. I'll, I'll always like a couple of Kiss tracks. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I couldn't care less about seeing them headline. Maiden are cool as fuck, but Maiden, I've always been Maiden, and you know, 
I've got no problem with Maiden being a headliner because you know they're, they're course, kind of yeah. more iconic. Uh, System of a Down is a, a booking based on name, yep. and name alone. Absolutely. So give me give me any reason why they deserve it these days. Not not saying that it, it's it's a look back to the past, isn't it? Go hey. I guess, what, is it going to be like a reunion, a one-off show, or is it, who knows, are they going to release music in the build-up to it? Well, I, I, I kind of get the impression that they don't like each other that much, that they're going to get back together and record in the studio. Right, but, before you get into the other bands, Dan, I'll give my take and a headline, because yeah. you, you were, you, I, I, I'm exactly like you, I was like, well, it's certainly download, that's what I was like, well, it's yeah, download, yeah. I realised the strength in it, I realised that as a, for casual, a casual festival goer, person that likes to dip their toe in rock and metal and all that, this is fucking awesome. And that's great. Yeah. Uh, if you're a regular tender, um, tender, you're going to go anyway. And these are just massive, massive bands. Um, is it uninspired? Absolutely. fucking lutely. However, I do have a little, not sympathy because they've done it to themselves, but I can't download it. Have, I feel booked, booked themselves into a corner now where if they don't announce bands of this size, regardless of how many times they played or when they last played and so on, there's going to be an uproar. They charge so much for tickets, they now have to provide this. They did it to themselves, so I haven't got sympathy for them. But this bubble, this is going to burst because you can't keep trotting these bands. Well, Kiss is now apparently the last of a show. Alongside, yeah. who was it last year that did the last of a show? Oh, who was it? Oh, Slayer was one of the ones. Yeah. So, I mean, all these, what, but then the Slayer were never headlining. But the, the thing God. with that, like, you're, you're right, I get it. They, you know, they back themselves in a corner, they got a book of a scale now. Mm-hmm. But you can, there are still very, very huge bands out there that aren't within that pool of 12 or 15 that they seem to use. Like, and I question probably out of all of this, I get it. Kiss's last final show in the UK, yep. apparently. If so, good booking. Yep. You know, why not? Um, Maiden, if you're going to have your solid Saturday night, your, your banker. Maiden. Good. I don't get the system one. Right. Because there are bigger bands, current bands, I think, than system who are big on name now alone. Right. So one of the things I was quite when I when I when, right you brought it up so I'm going to get to the system one I've been I've been avoiding saying them because I'm going to lose my fucking shit over this. Ooh. Basically, Kiss I exactly agree with you 100. percent If it's the last of a UK show, uh, it's going to be something like that. It's a uh, it's a good way to finish for it's good smart by download. Yeah. Maiden are Maiden and um, they'll headline download always the headline any festival I go to. I do think it's important to bear this in mind. This is not th- an exclusive. But also, this is part of this Legacy of the Beast 2. I think it is tour. Um, they're doing it in the US. If you're... Don't... Basically, I want to see Maiden live. I haven't seen them for many, many years. And I really want to go to a best of. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm confident. Very confident. This That they're basically... this After this uh, festival show, we'll get this Legacy of the Beast UK tour. Yeah. Across, yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I would yeah. imagine they'll end it. The UK would be the, the big ending part of the tour. Exactly. Yeah, so home, the, it? It's not a selling point. System of a Down. Now this is fucking. I this is the one where I'm just like this is unacceptable booking. They played there two years ago. Two fucking years ago, I was ranting on podcasts and videos on this site about two years ago. They had nothing new. Hadn't released any new music. The members don't even fucking like each other. You watch them and see videos on stage, and it's literally like they're playing in their own bubbles. I was at that download because I, I got uh, uh, free tickets, and I watched three, four songs of System of a Down. Yeah, and I walked off and went to watch Exodus instead. Because I couldn't believe how shit it was and how disinterested. And that really bothers me. For them to be here again with no new music, nothing new, nothing at all. They're a nostalgic act that don't even like each other anymore. And unless they're planning something new. But I'm, I said this two years ago. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, even if they are. Uh, you know, this is the problem. This is like, um, I, we know they'll sell tickets. Mm-hmm. And that's why for download, it's a good booking. It's not, this isn't saying download... 
it's a shame that yeah. it has to be that way, but that's the reality of it is. But if System of a Down dropped a new album next month, yep. or, 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 it start, or or a single and started saying, look, we're going to have a new album out by early 2020, yep. uh, that doesn't still doesn't mean that you get a headline slot at a festival off no, the back of that. God People no. don't even know if it's good yet. You know, and they're already booked. Why, why does it have to be good? Why do they... We don't... Tr- like, by, by just giving bands bookings, you know, like, if you want more system music, stop booking them. Yeah, yes. And then guess what? They'll probably release music so they can get back on the fucking money train. They have been booked on the strength of albums that were released in early 2000s yeah, to mid-2000s. And that is it. They are doing nothing. They literally... Uh, I, I find it absolutely a shocking announcement, particularly if it was the first time they played in 10 years, I'd be like, fair enough. Two years ago, yeah. they did exactly the same spot. And they're the Sunday night... Why aren't Kiss... The, I, I realise it's like... Mm, yeah, that yeah. should have been the Sunday night it's end. probably whatever Kiss's schedule is more of than course, anything else. Of course, but yeah. But you'd think, yeah, like yeah, Kiss I mean, is the ending. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, we're, we're, we're in the same mind with System of that. Mm. I don't get it. And I think part of this is because maybe we're not quite in that commercial download camp with yep. some of this stuff. And what I see, basically, are bands below that that I think like, why the fuck are System of a Down above this band? Right. And the big one for that, for me, is obviously Gojira. Okay, so I'm going to go with another one. Only, And it's been, again, a general internet thing, and I agree with it based on the fact of the relevancy of this band. Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to say, yeah, but this is just my personal... Like, oh, yeah, personally, Gojira should be fucking headlining that per- shit. Personal thing, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I agree with you. I mean, for the bands below them, and even though they're not necessarily my cup of tea, even Disturbed are bigger mm. news this day of, as a band, especially off the back of all the... Um, New album, uh, Sound, Sound of, of Silence. Silence. Got yep. them up on like, mainstream fucking American TV like yep. at peak times. And, and they literally had an album out in the last six months. So for me, every time a festival or, or, or a venue or anything books a band like A System of a Down who aren't even active technically as a band above a band like Gojira I take it as a personal slap around the face <laughs> I do and I know it's not meant they didn't think they were going to go let's piss Brendan off yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's what I feel it is it's like so how hard do you have to work as a band to get a headline slot when then other bands are just like you know all you have to do is release two three albums like 20 years ago and that's enough for the rest of our careers basically yeah and I find, I find that quite disappointing What's quite interesting as well about that is in 2009 uh, or 8 I can't remember whichever one um, that had Lost Profits Offspring and someone else a kiss kiss fucking kiss headlining my first download uh, offspring were a headliner then in that period offspring have released uh not as widely appreciated or liked albums and have dropped off the radar quite a bit because of that they're no longer a headliner they're yeah. not they're part of the nine bands announced yeah why the fuck is that not the case for system then but all, all, and that's what happens to a lot of bands like yes. you have a blip in your career or you disappear for a while or whatever it might be you tend to drop down the pecking order. And I would argue, now this isn't going to turn into a corn rant, <laughs> but I would argue that if it wasn't for corn's quite fucking massive six, eight year blip in their metal career, they were well on the trajectory to being the headliner at download. That's, fa- that's, that's I brilliant. I honestly believe yeah. that. But they had a period where they kind of dropped off the radar, they went their own way a little bit, and now they're coming back and they're working their way back, back up the up. stages. Yep. Because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, three albums out two decades ago, or, or like 15 years ago, or whatever. And I, would, and I would argue as well that not all three albums are like back-to-back quality. We're talking about Toxicity here, really. That's yeah. the album that seems to have kept them at this position. They're, they're a nostalgic mm. act. But yeah, so it's, it's, I don't know. I'd be a bit... I'd be a, I'm not in a band, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. I'd be disappointed if I was in a Gojira or something like that, working up. So I've had a great fucking year last year. Mm. You know, headline, Bloodstock. We've been all around the world. Festivals all over the place and everywhere we smashed it. We went to Glastonbury and smashed yep. it. We did everything. Come to download, it put System of a Down above you. Mm-hmm. I'd be a bit like, oh, fucking hell. 
what have you got to do to crack this market? Yeah. Be, be older or stop releasing music, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then they'll remember us in 10 years' time and go, oh, should we get Gojira Yeah, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be old enough to be in a Star I mean, the biggest, probably the biggest surprise from the whole download announcement for me was that they haven't found a way to pigeon uh, to, to shoehorn Ozzy in there somewhere. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then right now he's so unill health. I don't think he could take Yeah, I just thought risk. they would have found a way, wheel him out there somehow. The biggest surprise Sits for me. down with Ozzy or something. The biggest surprise for me, although they're still playing announcement to come, but the fact that this first announcement didn't include Five and Finger Death Punch or um, Baby Metal as yeah. they're the two go to downloaders. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing is like, overall, I'm actually very positive about this announcement, ignoring System of a Down, purely mm. because I feel it touches, for variety, it touches everything. For your alternative rock and metal fan who isn't, like I said, who isn't so into it that they go to Bloodstocks or Metal Fest or Wacken and stuff like that, this is perfect. Deftones, they cover a lot of bases. Um, always a good live band. Corn, as we've talked about, right now everything is coming up corn, yeah. basically. Uh, the Offspring, who knows with them, but um, it's the Offspring, you know. You're guaranteed a fun time, I'm pretty sure, with that. Particularly a festival set. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disturbed, uh, well, yeah, as Brendan already said, they're currently relevant as fuck. Yeah. Gojira, um, probably coming off arguably the best year yeah probably got to be their strongest year and yeah at least from a uk perspective anyway i don't know how they might have already been hitting them scales around europe but from the uk from we the, see yeah. them like literally sell out brixton academy to the point of like barely being able to breathe and move bloodstock uh-huh. uh glastonbury yeah which i you know it's not our cup of tea but i can i can acknowledge the fact that that's a big deal for a band to get invited to glastonbury absolutely you know yeah uh, L Storm, uh, they're they're fine. They'll go down great. Yeah, they'll be, uh, be good fun there, won't they? Uh, Blackfell Brides, there's a fan base out there. There's a big fan base. I don't get them, but there you go. Uh, Dory, I know the name, but yeah, I'm I don't, so I don't familiar. know them at all. I, I was the only one out of all of them I didn't know, and I thought I kind of felt like I should because of the fact that it was included in this collection of whether I like them or not, very famous bands, very well known mm. bands, and then there was one in there, so I kind of felt like I'm, this just. It's Something probably a band missed. I've missed rather yeah. than a small band. I know the name, but as I say, I couldn't. Uh, familiarity ends there. And um, the reborn, um, the re sort of talking about a band having to work their way back up. It's of Mice and Men. Um, they obviously, um, since having to change singers and so on, yeah. the, the last London show was The Underworld. They went from playing Brixton to The Underworld, man. Yeah. It's, um, they, built, they got to work their way back up, but yeah, they're yeah, on there as well. I mean, I agree with you that to a. A, a festival fan who likes a bit of rock, likes a little bit of metal, maybe wants to get like dip his toes in, mm. that sort of thing. It's a great lineup. But for you personally, like I look at that lineup and I think, I mean, I know we haven't got day splits and stuff like that, yeah. so that's what's difficult to it. But I probably only would really care about seeing two bands on that whole lineup. There's two. What, don't get me wrong. There's two more I wouldn't mind seeing if I was there. Yeah. But I only would be like, oh, I would really like to go there to see. Two bands, which would be Gojira and Maiden. Yeah, I was. I figured. And then the say two that. that I would be like, oh, if I was there, that'd be cool. I would check out the Offspring and probably enjoy it dramatically, and I'd check out Corn and probably, and, and maybe I don't know, maybe make my mind up once and for all how I feel after everything. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the biggest decider, right? Yeah, Works and, to be and, and, and like Deftones is cool. Uh, <laughs> were were in the past, but for me, I never really got into modern Deftones. So for me, I see them very much as a nostalgic act. Um, and obviously, I've told you before, like uh, about how my my experiences of them live, which was at a festival which was a long time ago yeah, when, when yeah. they weren't clean, was probably up there with Manson for the worst show I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, of course. But I can't you know, what episode that is, but Brendan did tell this story. Yeah. But if I looked at that there and I say, do you know what, if you if the day's aligned, yep. and say on Saturday with Maiden headlining, it also happened to be the day that Gajira, Offspring and Corn were playing, 
I'm looking at that and thinking that's a day ticket. That's worth a day ticket yep. there for them four bands. Yeah. You know, and then anything else that gets a bonus. Bonus. Yeah, I agree with you. You basically nailed it um, into bands I'm interested in. I'm probably, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it, uh, yeah, we, we, we won't keep going on and on no. about it. It's just, like I said, I mean... The the, the 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 system one really rankles rankles us both as you can tell yeah um that's the biggest disappointment of all on yeah. all levels but um, there you go it's happening no matter what maybe maybe it'll be or is it who knows <laughs> maybe it'll be a complete shocker and it'll be a re- different system a reborn system i just not betting on it right do a track for you because this is about music we've got five tracks i should have said at the start but i'll say it now five tracks i'm gonna start on with that'll do pig by Muscle Vest. Formed in late 2018 via a musician's wanted ad and a mutual love of noise rock, Muscle Vest is a brand new London five-piece, which has so far been compared to Daughters, Pissed Jeans, USA Nails, The Jesus Lizard and Melvins. Earlier this summer, on the hottest day of the year, they entered the notoriously brilliant Bear Bites Horse Studio in Hackney. We're all local boys, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, to record with the one and only Wayne Adams of Big Lad. The end result was two songs, That'll Do Pig and Pinch Me, both due to be released on October 15th. 2019 and it is the former that'll do pig you're about to hear now
Right, continuing festival announcements. We're now going somewhere completely different to download. A little bit heavier. Uh, two announcements for Incineration Fest. Incineration yeah. Fest next year on May. I can't remember the 5th or the 6th of May. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were th- two, there. two announcements. Four bands in the first, which included a headliner. And three that followed. So first things first, I can't tell you how disappointed I was to be wrong about my headliner prediction. Yeah, I did think I did see that when it came <laughs> out. I was like, oh, not in any wrong, you was quite far off. Yeah, really like, fucking far even, off. You know? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, it's bloodbath for the headliner. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, like, like, everything about the Incineration Festival announcement I like. Yep. Uh, both announcements so far, even though I don't know all the bands. Cool, yeah. Or I don't know them all well. Yep. But what I do know, what you kind of like, uh, what you get with Incineration Fest, and you can tell by the names of the bands, mm-hmm. even if you don't like them, is that it is what it is. It's going to be dark, black, death, heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy. And um, I didn't go into last year's Incineration Fest knowing every band. Yeah, there were some bands I thought I knew, and then watching them, I realised I was quite wrong about. Mm. So you know that alone for me is it's exciting. I know the headliner well enough, Bloodbath, of course, it's an extremely heavy band. Um, seen them at Bloodstock, I think. Yeah, it was Bloodstock last year. Yeah. Time, so, yeah. So that'd be cool. Never seen them indoors. No, no, and that'd be the ballroom as well, won't it? Is the headliner? So yeah. Perfect venue. Think the only other bands I know on it are obviously uh, Dark Funeral, of course. of course, and Skeletal Remains. Yep. And by name only, Damnation's Hammer. Yep. Yeah. Um. It, right. So the first announcement was Bloodbath. Uh. Right. Tostuda. I can't really say that properly. Tostuda. Vomitry. A silent T. I would imagine. So Shuda. Suda. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Vomitry and Lucifer's Child. And I was exactly the same boat as you. Yeah. I really own. Although I believe I may have heard of. Uh, have, I've heard. I mean, I have heard of Vomitry. I'm not familiar with the music. Bloodbath. Yeah. I'm familiar enough with in the sense that I know them, I've seen them. Know what their style is. But yeah, if, yeah, I was, gonna get, if someone's asked me, name me 10 Bloodbath songs, I'm going to struggle at two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking, don't ask me one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the second... they got a self-titled one in there, Bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the second announcement of Dark Funeral, Skeletal Remains and Damnation's Hammer. That was the one that I really enjoyed oh, yeah. because they're all bands I'm very familiar with. Yeah. But similar to what you said, I don't really care. It's like, um, it's a small festival, isn't it? Right? Yeah. We know that. But it's also you can trust it because mm. what we're not going to get is a sudden limp biscuit. No, no, like, like you that. know, I never thought it is what it is. Incineration Fest is very almost straight as you like, really. Um, it is going to be within the realms of black death, heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. So and it- you could, they, I think, can honestly for me, although it's great to have a couple of names you recognise. If they'd announced twelve bands. And I didn't really know any of them. I probably still would take a punt on it. Yeah, because of, where of what it is. it is, and because it's a safe bet. To yeah, degree, you know? having experienced this year, we kind of know how it works now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on now to a, another fest, so to speak. It is, but it's just a one day um, different thing for us because we're Londoners. We're talking about something yeah. outside London. We're talking about okay, um, North Iona <laughs> Fest Three, which is in its third installment, hence the three yep. on the fifth of October, twenty nineteen, at the Corporation in Sheffield. Right, so doors will be at 2.30pm, so you know. And the organisers, the band themselves, are celebrating the anniversary of their debut album, The Seven. And the festival will feature seven outstanding bands from across England and abroad. Iona themselves, Chasing Dragons, Lesbian Bed Death, that one always makes me laugh, Illusion, White Raven Down, Winter Storm and Soul Shredder. And as part of the celebration of The Seven, Iona will be playing the album in full, along with fan favourites from previous releases and crowd-pleasing covers. And I also promised some extra special additions to the ever-engaging live show. So out of these um, bands, other than the obvious one that you know, how familiar are you with a lot of these? Well, I know Aonia. Yeah, I was going to say, you know them. That's, that's, that's something. <laughs> uh, I know White Raven Down, obviously, mm-hmm. because they were um, part of the Metal to the Masses Essex. Of course. Um, Journey. Uh, I know a little bit about Soul Shredder. Yep. 
Um, but I would be lying if I didn't say that was only because I read a little bit about them today. Oh, that's well, that's where you start, right? Yeah, I was just looking into a couple of the bands earlier on, to be honest, and mm. uh, I noticed that Soul Shredder, like they've been a, a Metal to the Masses final, Earth uh, semi-finalist twice, two years in a row. And, right. Um, Illusion. I know, I know, right, I know, firstly, musically, where a lot of this sits, right? This is, we're not talking extreme no. metal with a lot of this stuff. Like White Raven Down are hard rock. Yeah, rock band, yeah. Groove metal maybe to, to a degree. But, you know, um, there's a lot of symphonic stuff here, which is great because I like that. Winter Storm. Um, I know Illusion they are the Belgian band and they are, when I read up on them, it says like, you know, basically for fans of like Blind Guardian Nightwish and stuff like that. So you're like, okay, Perfect, yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm interested. That's all band you like, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't say other than Aonia and a little bit of White Raven Down, I'm not going into this musically knowing songs from any of the bands. Mm -hmm. Although I'll check them out before we go, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, so so it's going to be quite it's going to be quite nice sometimes, actually, isn't it, really? Because it's going to be like, you know, let's see what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. I'm not going there with any preconceptions. I'm going there to check out seven quite, quite wide-ranging bands. You know, like, you know, these aren't, there are local-ish bands in there, but the fact, you know, you've got international bands in there as well. Yeah. I think it's cool as well for a, a relatively small festival. Yeah, and it's well out of our comfort successful. zone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're heading north, man. Yeah. Never been to Sheffield. Go north of the Thames, that's north to us, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm similar in the sense that um, uh, Chasing Dragons I'm familiar with, Winter Storm I'm a bit more familiar with now after we've been at Beautiful Woman the site and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah exactly Sorry, that. Was that. A, that was another one. <laughs> yeah, the one I'm probably least familiar with is Lesbian Bed Death. That's the one where I'm like, that sounds like it should be like Grind or something, but it's somewhat yeah. going to be Grind. Like Cannibal Corpse or yeah. something like that. We need to check him out beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, so just sort of celebrate that. So I hope you're going to come along. We're going to be there. You can say hello to us as well. It'll be great fun. Yeah. And um, we're going to play it. I own a track now. One we played in the past, but it's one of my favourite of theirs, and it's Sirens Lament. So have a listen. If you're not sure, you're not another band. Have a listen to this, and it might make up your mind about going.
Right then. Bloodstock. As always, we've got to talk about Bloodstock. But we're doing a bit different because there actually hasn't been a Bloodstock announcement in between. We're still waiting for uh, a band announcement, which is supposed to be on the 30th of September now. Is it, has it changed? I knew, I knew it was around the end of September. On the, the Q&A, I believe I saw... I didn't watch the Q&A last week, but I think I saw comments saying that 30th of September. So right. it is at the end of the month. Um, a headliner and a couple of other bands and so on. Cool. Playing um, catch-up a little bit now, aren't they? Because everyone else is announcing. Yeah, yeah. It, when you sort of see download... That's why I praise download for just going, Boof, here you go, you know? Sometimes you kind of get a little frustrated with Bloodstock's whole... We're going yeah. to tell you. I guess the only thing we can say is that, like, we we do already have a big chunk of Bloodstock bands that we know about. Yeah, there so. is. Yeah, it's not like there's nothing at the yeah. moment. Who is this 2020 headliner? This first one. Who is it? Um, King Diamond. King Diamond. You mean Merciful Fate? Oh, Merciful Fate. Yeah, because yeah, King Diamond and Zone. No, yeah. Merciful yeah, Fate. Yeah, 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 sorry, Merciful Fate. But King Diamond. <laughs> yeah, King. Yeah, that's King, who. That's who all anyone yeah. cares about anyway. It's not. You don't think so. Oh, it will well, be. You've, not, you're, not you're, you're saying it's not like you inside line here. I worked it out. I you know, puzzled over this one. You can't just keep saying "rotting Christ" for every headliner. Right. I have this little <laughs> list here. Right? right. So this is. I'm going to go through a couple of these. Right. So I actually have believe I've worked it out, but I also thought I'd worked "rotting Christ" out, and I was wrong. So let's see. So this is not who is, but these are some of the ones names that have been banded around the most. Okay. Um, these aren't your your. No, these aren't you'd mine. Like to see both. These no. Are your, um, we'll get to mine yeah, yeah. at the end, but these are the ones that have been banded around that I've noticed I've ever popped up in comments or on forums right. and stuff like that the most. I'll tell you whether it's correct or incorrect. <clears throat> right, the first one is the scary one because it does tie in. Right. Volbeat. Incorrect. I hope so. I, because... Sunday the... night headliner maybe, but I'd be surprised. <clears throat> the reason being is it ties in is because... I'm using my voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason being is because the UK tour is this week uh, the London date's the 26th. Right. If you announce on the 30th after the UK date, I really yeah. hope it's not. I think, I think, particularly if it's only going to be one headliner, I believe. Um, the, thing, that, the thing with that, does that, does that whole um, not announce until after the band have finished their tour still hold true when it's so far behind the, before a festival? No. Because generally it's to not impact ticket sales. That's right. But Bloodstock tickets aren't currently on sale. Yeah. Not, yeah. not, not properly. I mean, like, sorry, like VIP and stuff like that. Get, things are getting released right. in waves, aren't they? No, I know what you're saying, right? And the Volbeat tickets will already be sold. The only... The, I, 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 it's just... I, I agree with what you're saying. It's the idea not to impact them, but you can still... You wouldn't wait till after, necessarily. So it's it's one that's been banded around a lot, and for some reason, quite a popular opinion. I think it'd be a mistake, particularly if this is the first headliner announced. Your bloodstock. Do your first headliner want to be a the Rockabilly rock band? I, don't, I know they're big, and they could headline... Um, yeah, Bloodstock. I mean, you know, I don't care about seeing them. For me, if they do get announced, as long as they're the Sunday night headliner, which oh. is like in line with the Scorpions and stuff like that, True. then I can I can live with that. Okay, number two. This is alongside Corn, probably the name that I see bandy around the most, and I generally am shocked that it still is. Killswitch Engage. Yeah, this is a strange one for me because I didn't realise how popular Killswitch Engage still were, or if they are or not. Well, because this is it's the internet, isn't it? So we always have to keep in mind that you read one percent of the comments of one percent of the people that are going to potentially go to a festival. Well, here's the thing, right? This is this isn't one I get annoyed about actually. Now, Killswitch do seem to have this groundswell of popularity, at least in the circles that we move in. Yeah, and um, that's fine. Killswitch are a good band. The new album's pretty pretty damn good, um, and so on. And they're a big band. However, they're not a headliner. Now, I know Bloodstock's all about giving them a headliner. And the reason why I said it is I was really puzzled as to why people were suddenly like, they could make this jump. What's changed? And I went looking for the London show. 
And I went, okay, it's at Brixton. That's big. That's an academy. Cool. Let me see what the state of players with tickets were. It's a couple of weeks from the show and I can still buy standing tickets. If you can't sell out an academy, I don't believe you can headline Bloodstock. Yeah. I, I, that's, I, you could say, oh, that's been... No, no, that's not true because so-and-so... Correct, I probably am wrong in that sense that a band has been given a headline stolen. But... Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Where, I feel like that. the ones that were given the headline who couldn't, like, um, were on momentum. I don't get that. I, I'm, I'm not sure I quite understand why... I, aren't Killswitch polarising in the sense that... It's, a, it's very strange in that, like, a lot of the people that were really pissed about Parkway Drive being there are all seem quite pro... Killswitch being mm. there, yeah, which I find quite strange. Don't get me wrong; I also quite like Killswitch Engage. I've got no problem with them, but I, I haven't really kept tabs on them much over the last decade. Yeah, and actually, when they got announced as support for Parkway Drive, that to me was a bit of a nostalgic thing. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, I yeah. Play Rose of Sharin. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's so, the thing: oh, is... yeah, I'd be surprised if that. It's, it seems like a big jump, but I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that I'm not in the know. I think I think they'd work as a, as a special guests. I think that like if you want to give them a big slot, then that's the spot. Right, moving on. Um, Machine Head. Now, this one I've seen bandied around, but most people happily in the comments on say, Facebook and all that always answer it for me. They said they're not doing festivals anymore. Yeah. That's that. There you go. It's not happening. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think there's like maybe a 1% outside chance that not necessarily for Bloodstock, that they could change their opinion of that as they, unlike System of a Down, are now also going to go through a period where mm. they have new members and they try to kind of reposition themselves agreed agreed so is there a possibility that for the right festival and the right price and everything like that that machine ed might agree to do a couple of one-off festivals possibly it's, it's a possibility there's just one well, other I, major I, drawback they won't be given three hours no 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 they won't be no <laughs> now, rob rob's always been very open about why he won't do festivals and it's not a, it's not completely a money thing it is partly but mm. mainly when you're lower down the bill and you have to lug yourself all the way around from America with all your costs and all that to play 20 minutes in the wind. Yeah. You know, half the people don't like you, half the people do, some people don't care, and then you then you just go back and you're finished. Yeah. And so it was never always, it was not all about the money. It's that like Machine Head like what they do. They like to be able to get up there and play just to their fans yeah. for three hours. Which is what they've been doing for years now. You know? so. so I'd be, I'd be a massively surprised. But I do just think that this little tiny thing, maybe not this year, but maybe over the next few years, where you might see Machine Head do things a little bit differently to the last decade because that period's ended. Mm -hmm. And they may have to now. With the next album coming out, man, there's going to be a lot of what's Scrutiny. it going to be like and all that. And I think yeah. Rob, Rob's not an idiot. I think he's quite the businessman about this stuff. Mm -hmm. He might know that he might, you know, if you've got the offer to say headline something and you can have an hour and a half. And you had to kind of get yourself back in people's eyes that maybe it'd be the right thing to do. I think you make it, yeah, I think you, you make a strong, similar to his fucking Parkway Drive argument last year. Yeah. That started at 1%. But I do, but I am, yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but I do, I, but I, I think if it was to happen with Machine Head, it wouldn't be this year. That's oh, sorry, 2020. Right. You'd be thinking 20, no, uh, I think Machine Head are doing their tour. Right. Yeah, the Burn My Eyes anniversary. They're coming back to Ali Pali in, in what, May? May? June? June. Yeah. They're not, they're then, that's the end, sorry, then they do Birmingham after that, and that is the end of what will have been. Looks like almost 18 months on tour. Yeah. It's probably not quite as long as that. No, because they're only starting short. No, because they've started already. Because they're doing the States and everything like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The European leg starts this week. Do you know what I mean? So, they, so it's a long, long tour. Mm -hmm. And I do not think for a second then, at that point, when they may not, they probably still haven't even announced a new band members or even started thinking about new music, that they're then going to go, well, we're just going to bring, hey, Logan, Chris, do you mind also doing Bloodstock? I think maybe, yeah, in 2021. Right. You know? 20 okay. When they're starting the new album cycle. Okay. Uh, Behemoth. Seems um, like a real possibility. Yeah. The only doubt I have in my mind is purely because it seemed like such a 
like nailed on one for last year. Yeah, that's and true. And that now makes me think like, oh. And last <laughs> year know. was the Strike and Wallet album was hot. Yeah. You could argue. By the time yeah, 2020 yeah. comes around, that album is going to be a year and a half old. Yeah. Which, yeah. Makes them, which makes them a cheaper option. Yeah, it does actually, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a weird one, but I've seen it around Clutch. Mm. Um, Clutch aren't headliners. I'm, yeah, they, I, that's what surprised me. I like Clutch. Yeah. Like, you like Clutch. We're, we're fans of Clutch, but yeah. Again, special guests, high up the bill, something like that I can get. Yep. But, you know, I didn't. I never really would have thought of them as a headliner. I get to cross this one out, thank fuck. System of a Down. Yeah. That was actually banded around as if a band of that size and was rightfully sit a download headliner could headline Bloodstock. Thank fuck that's uh, not, yeah. not going to happen now. That would piss me off. Oh, God, could you have imagined? <laughs> <laughs> that would make me... Ranting and hating that we even booked for download a festival that we don't attend. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, right, another one that seems like a real possibility is Devin Townsend. Yay. Um, and so. It's also been thrown around that he, he would do strapping young lads sets or songs and stuff. like. I don't agree with that one because I think that's too niche and that's more of a... Nah, it, I'd yeah. like Devin to come out and just do... Everything he's got. From all of your projects. Yeah. Man, and just start your show with Spirits Walk Alive. <laughs> have it as an intermission in the middle and end with it. <laughs> and then you can do whatever the fuck you want around that. <laughs> uh, that's very good. Yeah, um, we'll be very pro Devon Townsend. And it's, yeah. a, it's a very popular choice. And be it's very download. It, uh, bloodstock. Like, yeah. Ooh, bloodstock, <laughs> fucking hell. But it's quite, it is very download. Yeah. Right, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then we've got Lamb of God. Yeah, another one I could see happening, potentially. Mm. Um, I wouldn't complain to be honest if it it depends who all the other headliners were yeah you know but Lamb of God as a headliner I think I'd be alright with um, the uh, only thing I'd say is they headline in 2008 or 2009 the same year Machine Head did as well right um, and have Lamb of God grown since then because Bloodstock's grown and I don't think Lamb of God have no nah, but they are a big band that's I mean, the they thing. weren't a small band back then they? no but I would argue sub headline slot for them depends, it depends who they're under isn't it? that's the problem that's you know, it, like, who, yeah. who, who's bigger than you you yeah. can have Lamb of God underneath Killswitch. Right, you, uh, we've already touched upon them, but we can 99 safely eliminate Corn now because yeah. they're playing Download and they're likely to be a headliner of Bloodstock. And that wraps up then with one that's been bandied around who has headlined in the past. And if he was invited back, I'd be so fucking angry oh. because he's so shit live and I want him to... <laughs> And I, you know what I've heard every time I've seen Rob Zombie live, he's been shit. Oh, right, okay. And I've seen him live now. I was trying to work out it was because you were saying he rather than they. Three, yeah, he. Three times I've seen this man play live, and each time the people are around me goes, "Oh, it's a shame you didn't see him at his, on his best day." Fuck off! He headlined Bloodstock, and he didn't bring fuck up. No show. He did some dancing, and he sung his songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. N- uh, not Rob Zombie ever again, please. Please, not Rob Zombie ever again. Yeah. I don't really, I don't particularly want to see Rob Zombie there. Yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, I could end up with, based on that, I could end up with Rob Zombie, Corn, and fucking Volby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't be going to Bloodstock anymore. But yeah, that's um, that's that's uh, that's some of the names that are bandied around. Now, what we're gonna do is we're not just gonna bang on about headliners. We've come up know. with ten bands each that we'd like to see booked, and this is fantasy booking. Simply that we are literally choosing ten bands. I would like, you would like. To see booked wherever at Blood. Although I have yeah. specified stages because I'm a dick. I have you. I haven't yeah. gone that far. Well, I, I, well, can... I was going to say, while well, you say this is fantasy booking, I am obviously expecting Bloodstock organisers to be treating this like a menu. Don't get me wrong. All these, <laughs> yeah, all these 10 should be fucking booked. Yeah. Good idea, GBHBL. We'll have them, them and them. Yeah. Give us their number. It's um, to, yeah, enjoy this. See if you agree with us in that sense. It's 10 bands I'd like to see booked. 10 brands Ben would like to see booked. Do you want to go first? Right, I haven't done any in any particular order. Oh. I haven't listed them in stages or anything like that. Okay, that's fine. I just wrote down 10 bands. So the first band I put down, which is probably going to be in your list, is Tourist Ass. 
Yep, <clears throat> of course. So, you know, I just said, been a regular hope of ours for a while now. Yep. And hope's back for another year. Yep. I think they'd be great. Personally, would prefer them in a tent, Sophie tent, I think, more than the outside. But that's just a personal thing. Um, I've not seen them outside. That's the thing. That's why I always worry sometimes with the folk side of things that you can lose it yep. a little bit if it's like windy and that. So, yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I did also write, though, not controversial, I don't mm. think. I must admit to there being a small part of me that questions whether they deserve it. Ah. What with it being so long since they've released any new music? But I still want them to be there. We'll get more into that in a 10 Things We Love and Hate About Tour Assess. But yes, I actually do have Tour Assess as well. It's the same. They've actually made my list of 10 bands I've actually booked. Uh, this is the third year running. And I found out they last played Bloodstock in 2009. Yeah. So it's probably time. However, I also agree with you. It would help if you had some new music, which might yeah. make Bloodstock go, oh, yeah, you guys. We forgot about you, just like everybody else is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I also would like them to have a selfie stage headline slot. Yeah. I think they'd kill it then. Yeah. Kill it. Uh, okay. Oh, all right, that was my one. You go again then. Uh, Behemoth. I put oh, down. All so right. Interesting enough. Um, I really want to see him. I oh. really, really do. I had nailed on for headlining last year. I was absolutely convinced. Mm. Um, not because I felt they were, but because everyone did, I think. It, yeah. You oh, know, I remember so that period, yeah. I was wrong. Hopefully for this year. Right. My next one. I wonder if you'll have this one. Alien Weaponry. Now, two years ago, it's two years since I last played. So repeat booking could can rack up some people. Yeah. But Skinned are back this year, mm-hmm. uh, 2020. And I'll be honest, if um, Alien Weaponry were booked and given a main stage slot, either the first thing in the morning or a little bit later on, no one is going to complain. Everyone's going to say, yeah, they earned it. Yeah. They deserved it. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I haven't got them down, but yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, predictable, really. Uh, Night Rage. Oh, God, of course. <laughs> I know we always get a handful of melodic death metal bands at Bloodstock. You know, we have, the, we have all the big guys. Yeah. We've done At The Gates. We've done Soil Work. You know, we've done them all. But actually, although they're lesser known... Night Rage and in particular um, Marius yep. has been as influential on those other bands as he has on Night Rage and all the other Mellow Death that's been around. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know what, you've done all the legends of it, you've had them all there now, maybe it's their turn. It's true, it's a one that constantly surprises that isn't booked, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, my third one is uh, one of my all time favourite bands, it's Maul. Uh, Maul. Stick them in a selfie stage, they'd be amazing and now, I think they'd blow quite a few people away. They're one of my favourite things in metal right now, so please book them Bloodstock. Although I do think come 2020, they're probably going to be writing new music. Yeah. Um, do you know what I'd like to see, Mole, on the Jaeger? I know they oh deserve bigger God. than that. Because like, of where we saw them before, being so small and how impactful it yeah. was with him getting involved with the crowd and that. I know it was a tiny little stage and yeah. they deserve bigger than that. I'm but how it, mad yeah. would that be? It would be fucking yeah. great. That would actually be great, yeah. Right. Continuing on my trend of talking about bands that we've already talked about, my next one that I want to see is Devin Townsend. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I pretty much wrote, musical genius, huge catalogue, don't care what he plays, uh, but hopefully he'll just touch on all of his projects, Strapping and Lad as well. Um, as long as he plays Spirits Will Collide, I don't mind, and it's cool if he wants to leave after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Devin Townsend project, but I'm very pro it. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, no, I did have Devin Townsend. I wrote, it's time, come back, you ball genius. Oh, I, that, I thought that was <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I wrote that there. Uh, just a little tiny though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back, you ball genius. It's been years, years since he played Bloodstock. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so probably get into the ones that are maybe not quite as obvious now. Okay. Uh, 1914. Oh my goodness so me! The oh, U- Ukrainian. Well, they're in, they got to go on the second stage. Yeah, they have to, mm. wouldn't they? Very, very dark, very, very heavy, conceptual about uh, World War One. Yep. We've had the power metal version. Yeah. We've had the black metal version. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I also did. I say, like, um, you know, genuinely, stage presence, costumes, cracking album. Would definitely please a heavier crowd. 
Oh I yeah, think, like you know, there'd be no very few complaints about a band like that playing there. I think it's a really, really strong one. That's really good. Oh. All right, uh, Child Rain, uh, Spanish metalers, they're simply phenomenal, and the album The Silver Ghost is contention to be one of the best albums, if not the best album of 2019. When we do our list at the end of the year, I think they'd be uh, a real surprise for many, many people. Um, they wouldn't command much of a, uh, a slot. I think maybe like during the day in a selfie stage, but I think like it'd be one of those where people are like, oh shit, that was really good. Like as they're in there, I think yeah. it'd be real. I'd I'd love to see them live, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good. Um, you can have a doom band from me, but only one. That's okay. what I wrote. I specifically wrote. Go on, <laughs> uh, chemist. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I think they're great, and Desolation is one of the best um, albums I heard when it came out, which I think was 2018. Now. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see it live. Another tent band, though, I oh, think. Yeah. Not a main stage of Doom, it doesn't, it's better in a tent. But yeah, Chemist would be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thormesis. Um, similar to Child Rain and the Albums of the Year contenders, Melodic Black Metal, they're wonderful. The latest album, The Six, is fucking amazing. Um, in fact, the last two albums, The Six and the one that came before it, uh, both got 10 out of 10 by me. I love this band. <laughs> um, yeah, I love these, these guys. They're really fucking, they're really successful in Europe as well. We're yeah. just not getting it in this country. God damn it, people. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Uh, Scalmold. Oh, great one. Yeah, of course. Power folk on the heavier side, though. Yep. Um, bit of culture, Icelandic vocals, mm. everything like that. Um, again, doing, doing very well for themselves around Europe. Played massive shows around, especially their home country. I could have done your list for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, my, it's my top 10 albums for the last 10 yeah. years. <laughs> All right, mine's a bit more obvious, and I think this is very likely, actually. Uh, it's Flesh God Apocalypse. They've been on an absolute roll the last couple of years. New album's a banger, and they're making sort of steps up venue-wise. You can see it. Um, so they could easily be one of the headliners of the selfie stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carrying on, uh, you could do my list for me. It's the... Oh, fuck. What are they, the French band? What are they called? He's right. Oh. Ethanima. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a new band to me, relatively speaking, mm. because I've just fallen for this band this year. Mm. And then luckily, how, like one of those nice ones you get every now and then where I've got three, four albums in the back catalog yeah, to get yeah. tucked into. Um, it's doing well for them as well. You know, the album's been pulled down from all streaming because it's um, they've been picked up by a massive label. Oh, really? I can't remember who it is uh, now. And they're going to be pushing it out with, with a huge marketing so campaign they, yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, completely change it, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember me mentioning before as well that when I said to them, because they're very um, uh, conversational on Facebook, of on course, their own yeah. thing, and they have their own like um, groupy fan page as well. Uh, and they reply to all your comments and they're very, like, it's a very conversational. And they were asking last year about whether and where, where they, they had a gap and they were like, where would we, you like us to play? Yeah, I remember And this. I said, Bloodstock. And they said, we would love to. We've applied every year, but no response just yet. But maybe one day. Maybe we'll just go into a new label. What with this, new label, push them up a little bit. Pro Copton, the latest album, is fucking brilliant. Um, you know, talking about lots of stuff, pushing festivals, the book bands with female members. We're talking female-fronted, female bassist. Like, you know, it, it's a, it, to me, looks like a, a Bloodstock band. And really? they, maybe the time the time's coming, man. Maybe the time is right. I mean... Similar to what we do with this with the other stuff, we start talking these through and start convincing ourselves that these are, this is a dead cert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, you, know, you, you get this ten out for me, I'm like, I'm in heaven, mate. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Do no fucking interviews. <laughs> Don't need anything. <laughs> uh, my next one is Soldier Solution. It's a melodic metal, uh, black metal band. Uh, fucking epic. I love this band. Um, selfie stage, basically, almost all mine are selfie fucking stage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love Soldier Solution to be there. It's unlikely because they're, I think, promise virtually unknown, but they do incredible music. Yeah. yeah? Controversy? Maybe. Zeal Leonardo. Oh, cool. I've got it as well. Have you got it as well? Of course. I don't think it's controversial for it's me. It's not controversial. Because I think, like, even though they are different to the 
natural bloodstock sound that we mm. all think they have, but they don't really, because there's so much diversity there yeah. anyway. I just think Zillionado, I don't think anyone will complain about that. I think anyone who hasn't seen them and sees them, and anyone who has seen them already, they're just a phenomenal live band. Fucking brilliant band. I um, reckon, I agree with you there as well. I think there won't be that much controversy around it. And I actually suspect, because I actually was like, well, they should play the selfie stage late night. And I was no. There's no a poss- I think they'd get the big one of the biggest crowds of the weekend out of curiosity. I th- I, I say I put down forty minutes of their best on the main stage yeah. in the afternoon would be a real highlight of the festival. It really would. Yeah, I I've, I've got them as well. Absolutely. Go on, any last one? Okay, Infant Annihilator. Ha. <laughs> okay. Now this isn't going to happen. Yeah. I doubt. <laughs> but this is not a band I expected to like as much as I like. And their most recent album, The Battle of Yalda Both or Yalda Bayoth. Okay will be one of my top albums of this year. It blew me away with how fucking amazing it is, whereas mm. what I was expecting was three-minute blasts of, like, fuck me, my ears are bleeding. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there is plenty of that, but within that, there is just fucking genius. Really? And it surprised me how good it is. Now, they are a local band, to a degree. Uh, they are UK-based. Um, I can't remember exactly. Did I did it right down here? Hull. Oh, okay. So based yeah. in Hull. Um, partly this is the problem why they probably won't play they are actually meant to be an internet project oh so they have two iterations of the band so far and it's always been the same two UK guys who are the drummer the guitarist right and who write the music and they've always had an American singer and because of this they don't play shows right <clears throat> but you know one off if you could make it happen um, if you start growing in size and if the album's that good, word of yeah, mouth yeah, to go would, around, uh, yeah. find I mean, yourself it is, a, it a, is. a British singer. So there you go. That's my that's my off the cuff one that you wouldn't have put in my normal top. No, 10. I really wouldn't. <laughs> uh, definitely wouldn't. But yes, yeah, an amazing list. And mine wraps up with um, one that everyone, if you know me well, should be expecting. It's Waldflüster, the German atmospheric black metalers. I've been asking for them a couple of years now. And um, please, please, yeah, please. God damn it. Stop listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you, you think either oh, I've never heard of some of these bands, go check them out. Yeah. Um, if not, hopefully you agree as well. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. Right. And if you're in a band, you can apply. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, push yourself out. That's the thing, for the smaller bands, if by chance you're checking this out, you are, you know, there is a whole application process mm-hmm. you can go through to say, we're interested, we play. Yeah, it's not only, you haven't got to earn your way yeah. by the metal to the masses. Don't you sit know? there waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah. Pick it up and fucking ring them. Yeah, bother them, send them emails, bug yeah. them, jump on Facebook. Right, another track for you. We're doing Only, only Rickia, I can't really say this one, uh, by Fjords. Emerging British progressive metal unit Fjords have just unleashed an engulfing new track, which is Onirikia, the title track of their explosive new album. The same title, <laughs> fucking hell. Out everyone, Friday the 22nd of November. Fjords express a commanding progressive and atmospheric metal sound that nods to the majesty, majesty, majesty and melancholy of European death and doom metal bands such as Novembery, Catalonia, Algal... Oh my God, they're killing me. And Agalok. Bork, Agalok. And Borknaga. Borknaga. Reviewed their latest album recently, people. It's banging. <laughs> and also pulls from the progressive approaches of a Peth, Tool and Leprous. <laughs> so yes, enjoy the track. Ignore my butchering of everything there. <laughs> Just enjoy the track.
Right, so upcoming shows. We've got some stuff going on that uh, I want to. Right, the whole reason why I put all these in is because we actually want to talk about specific points about them, particularly when we get okay. to the end of it. So, what's quite interesting is this Thursday, well, by this goes up today, but as of recording, two days' time, I was supposed to be at Volbeat, Baroness, and Danko Jones. Now, I bought these tickets six, nine months ago, and Volbeat released a new album, and I found I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And it really bugged me that I bought these tickets. Fuck, why did I buy those tickets? One of those stupid moments where... Are they expensive? Uh, mid-30s, I think. I maybe mid-30s. Full beat prices for Brixton. Yeah. You know, um, and I was kind of having buyer's regret. But, you know, no big deal. Baroness were playing. I was like, that's at least a good good, good thing, you know? And then I, um, then me and the wife, we did a track-by-track track for Full Beat's, not debut album, the Rock the Rebel Metal, Metal, Metal Devil one. And I did why I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as i expected and i was like shit have i have i am i going off this band have you have you realized no no because i still really <laughs> like you know and i was like shit i kind of wish i hadn't seen his eyes anyway by chance thankfully um press opportunities has arisen involving interviewing one of these bands at this show where um uh so it's not hate eternal vitriol and omophagia omophagia phagia phagia um, are playing uh, the Boston, not the Boston Music Rooms, the one above, the, Bo- dome. the Dome, the Dome, and Vitrol is who I'm going to be interviewing, so I'm excited about that. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to go do that instead. Because cool. I remember the night being announced and being like, shit, we've got tickets to Volbeat. Can't go to that. So yeah, not going to be going to Volbeat because of this, basically. This is a preferred choice. Yeah. No, do, you want, do you want tickets to go see Volbeat? They're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you give them to me, I'll see if I can find a buyer from. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good, though. I really... Um... I reviewed their most recent single which mm. come out a couple of days uh, maybe a week back now yeah. they've got a new album coming out so mm-hmm. big 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 band and Vitriol I reviewed their album fairly recent as well and it's a banger so yeah, yeah. and then probably one of the most excited gigs for but not for the reason <laughs> for a support band basically we've got Rivers of Neil is it Neil? Neil? I, I always pronounce it Niall Niall Ni- yeah and I'm better at pronouncing you. You so are. We, we so just go with that's right. Yeah. With Black, everyone can tell me I'm a dickhead. And they got Black Crown Initiates, uh, Mole and Orbit Culture. Now, it's mainly like right, Rivers of them. It's called them Rivers. Yeah, Rivers are that's obviously we, the headliners. Excited to see them because they're... When was that? About four months ago? Four or five months ago, the album? Oh, or no, longer? Longer. Longer, longer. Last okay. Last year. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was... Lo- yeah. All right, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're a wicked band. Never yeah, seen them live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same with all the others, but um, most excited to see Mole. You know, when he caught him once before, which was at that uh, gig we talked about in a previous podcast, the small one that got moved down to the yeah. um, Electroworks. Yeah, yeah. And that was intense as fuck. So I'm excited Brilliant. to see what they'll do on a bigger stage. Yeah. Bigger, you know? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good lineup. Mm. It's a very good lineup. The day after, the day after, Deaf Heaven with Touche Amori, um, joint headliners, which I when I bought these tickets, I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't I, I didn't know how I missed it with joint headliners because I'm going to be honest with you I've heard of Touche Amour um, I said Amour a minute ago didn't I yeah. Touche Amour that's right it's putting a bit of a French accent on yeah. it. I like it I've heard of them but like I was like joint headliners huh that's Death Heaven um, with, uh, with Portrayal of Guilt who I've never heard of a support so it's the Electric Ballroom and yeah. um, I'm going for Death Heaven basically I know next to nothing about Touche and truth be told because it's coming the day after uh, the other gig um, I'm basically one of, I'm like well if they're having a first on I'm unlikely to stay the seat yeah, yeah. you know that kind of thing um, whereas if they're first on I'll probably end up catching a bit of them that kind of thing you know but yeah. I'm mainly there for Death Heaven who are oh, we literally have recorded it uh, we recorded it's gone up on YouTube in the next couple of weeks but I've done a track by track for Death Heaven's new Bermuda 
Um, and we listened back to that was like, oh my God, you know? Um, Conjurer, which you, yeah, you'll be there that as well. Um, Earth Moves. L- Am L- I going to Conjurer? Yeah, yeah, we got you a ticket. How did you? Did Lou not mention it? I can't remember. She, uh, she, when um, is that? Uh, that's in end of October. Oh, okay. End of October, like the 26th cool. or something like that. Cool. Um, yeah. There you go. There you go. Conjure. Yeah, Conjure with Earth Moves. I hate And a Rome for Apocalypse at the Boston Music Room. Um, Conjure are fantastic. We're looking forward. Well, this will be What's... the kind of perfect place for you to see them, really. Yeah. What's, um, I'm, not, I'm asking you this, expecting you to say you don't know. What's LLNN stand for? I have no idea. No. Okay. No idea about Let's know if anybody knows. Right, we're going to skip this next one because we're going to come back to them. Cause, yeah, because I'll probably just talk for hours. Then, I? Well, it's as much because <laughs> I'm going to be a bit critical. Oh, okay. But we'll get to that. Uh. All right. But then the, the one that's popping up in November. Now, this is a very important one, people. It's Beast Fest. An all-day rock and metal festival raising funds in aid of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. It takes yeah. place on Saturday, the 16th of November, 2019 at Leo's Red Line, Gravesend, Kent. It's a local to us. Yep. Bands announced so far. Now, if you're not a big fan of Sludge and Stoner... <laughs> you may not yeah. love this as much as I did but fuck me was is, was this an impressive lineup. Ten Foot Wizard Crystalla, Barbarian Hermit Morass of Molasses The Heretic Order Oracle NI Zero and Orbital Junction with two more bands to come it is a who's who of Bloodstock yeah it is isn't it yeah bloody great band there, it? it's a great lineup. yeah I think the t- and the tickets are like £8 you know and it goes to charity right, charity yeah so yeah that's um Hopefully a hopefully a rammed place, man. It should be. Yeah, should be. yeah. Very excited because I didn't get a chance to see certain several of these bands this year at Bloodstock, like Crystal yeah. This is my chance to make up for it. Whereas like some Morass and Molasses, they're always amazing live. Yeah. You know? And the last one, the one I skipped over, the reason being was it's Machine Head at Brixton. Now, this is uh, the Burning My Eyes anniversary. Is it 20th or 25th? 20th anniversary. 25th. 25th, I believe. 25th, wouldn't it? Because it's like 94? 91. No. All right, I don't know my 91. date. Okay, so it was maybe. maybe. Okay. But my eyes anniversary tour, whatever. Um, we're going to the Brixton one. Now, apparently, according to Machine Head, due to phenomenal demand, they decided to add two more dates to the mm-hmm. UK one, but all the way in June. At Alexandria Palace, Ali Pali, one of the worst venues to see music in London, in our, in my opinion. I know you pretty much feel the same. Uh, one of the worst venues to get into. Not one of the worst venues once you're in there. Correct me. Yep, yep. So, right. Great venue inside. Yeah. It's getting in is the problem. And it's, and it's a big fucking problem. Which is going to be fucking fascinating. Which There's is, no we, we've, had, we've had a good conversation about this, actually, me and, me and my, uh, my other half, mm-hmm. about how how the fuck are they going to deal with the riot they're going to have on their hands if Machine Head are playing and we can't get in. Wow. Because it was bad enough missing, you know, who, who was first uh, Most of they are. Uh, yeah, but someone was on... It was Thy Art, Kill Switch, and yeah. Parkway. So we're coming in with a track left of Thy Art. And it was like, well, okay, we can live with that. We weren't happy about it, but we can live with that because we were here, here to see Parkway. Yep. Here, we're here to see Machine Head, man. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to have done something because it, it, won't be a, it won't be pleasant. People won't just stand there. It'll Quietly. It will get quiet. Imagine you're staying outside and you start hearing Machine Head yeah, playing. Yeah, like, you're like going to go mental. And all that playing, and you're still like an hour back in the queue. Whoa. Particularly if you've been queuing for the last hour or you were yeah. there early. Um, yeah, well, we've been very critical of Alexandria Palace's queuing system. We'll continue to be until they sort this shit out. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wasn't particularly happy to see this go up, this uh, event. No? No, because I... I um, First off, what, what do you mean phenomenal demand? These tickets, Brixton's been sold out for fucking months. And now you're like, oh, phenomenal demand. I don't believe you. 
You just know that you'll sell those. No, but but then yeah, which well that is that is what demand is. Though, isn't yeah, it? but what I mean is you would know if it was like no one's now searching. No one has been in yeah. the last month searching for Brixton tickets. No, not for Brixton tickets. I haven't. But the um, other every other UK show. Mm. So Brixton and Manchester, I believe it was sold out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the others didn't. Yep. But solely. in the last two weeks, every UK show has now sold out right. completely, other than Belfast. Then they should say that. Because that made no, me... but that is what phenomenal demand is. No, no, it? but not when you're only adding two specific dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're I'll... doing like all of them, I'd get it then. But oh yeah, semantics, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you're gonna, you just don't have to be critical of machine. <laughs> no, no, no. I do because because I have some issues with it as well. Yeah. But I also have like positives about it as well. Or, or sorry, I'm I'm trying to turn. I'm I'm doing a cup half full thing. Right. Or a beer can half full. Yeah. I'm turning my issues into positives. Okay. I also found it strange that. Phenomenal demand would put shows on at the end of that leg. Huh, yep. Whereas normally it's like, wow, we're really busy here. We'll put an extra London show in on one of our days off, off. Dates yeah, or, yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah, we'll play a day off, yeah. Um, so there are things about it that I thought like, oh, okay, it's a bit strange. Mm. But then I also have things that I like about it. Like, um, you know, well, or, or we in the UK kind of claim Machine Head to be our own. Yeah. I like the fact that Machine Head are ending the tour in the UK. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, I get that. I would actually have been happier if it had been Birmingham before Ali Pally. Right. And that the last show of this era of the Birmingham thing was a big London day at a, what to them, whether we hate the venue or not, to people like Machine Head who've never queued in it, mm. is a fucking iconic venue. Yep. Like, man, we played at Ali Pally. That's what it's going to be like. Remember when we had to listen to him speaking about Hammersmith Apollo? Yeah. The Hammy O that he kept calling it. Oh, my God, we're at the fucking Hammy O. Yeah. You can imagine his speeches about being at Ali Pally. So I can see why to them this is, like, fucking amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do this tour all around Europe. We sold out all the UK dates. Loads of European dates sold out. We're going to end up back in the UK, back in the home of Machine Head. Yeah. At Ali Pally. Mm. And play there. Yep. Now, I would love to say to them, come to a show there and queue. Yeah. And then you tell me if you think you're, you've you made the, the right, right fucking yeah. venue. Do you know what I mean? So there are things I like about it or not. My instant reaction to the announcement was, I think, very similar to yours. However, I changed my mind a little bit. My instant reaction was like, I might not go, which is strange for me. Yep. Because I don't miss Machine shows. Yes. Uh, and I thought, I might not go because I've only just, I'm, I'm going to see them soon. Yep. And then, but then when you think about it, you think logically, right? Okay, so I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks' time, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, in October or early November. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to see all the other shows, and we're going to have Christmas and fucking Incineration Fest and everything else like that happen. It's seven or eight months later that I'll get the opportunity to see Machine again. And I actually think now, looking at it, going, well, I've seen November and and, and June. That's a bit too, a bit too soon. Yep. But I think once November's out of the way and I'm three weeks down the line and we were we while she sleeps and all the other bands that we're going to potentially see, that seven or eight months after that, I'll be quite happy for another Machine Head show. Yeah, see, I, I did. We follow exactly the same path. There's only one thing that kind of still sticks in my craw about why I'm still like, mm, about it. And it's simply put that I don't know if I want to do a second twice the whole, basically, will probably be the same set. Well, for sure, half the same set because yeah. it's Burn My Eyes again. But I can't see them varying up the other part of the set too much because no, it's obvious. I, th- I think every time you see Machine Head, all oh right, forgetting about the Burn My Eyes part of it, mm. but not just Machine Head, but every time you see Metallica, every time you see anyone, they play the same songs. Yeah, I know what you mean, but like you're talking about seeing the same band twice within one year and potentially getting exactly the same songs. However, the only argument against that of myself yeah. is that, well, Machine Head very, like to vary things up. They always throw a different track. Yeah, and, cool and the old track, yeah. And this is why I am leaning towards Wild Pop Will Go. Um, 
this is a big deal. It's Alexandra Palace for them. Oh yeah, and also yeah. I've I never agree. seen Machine Head in Alexandra Palace, no. and I quite fancy that. I would like to see them there. Yep. Um, I I really it's one of those ones where you know where you I really. For me, hope it doesn't sell out because mm. of the queue, but for them, really hope it does because that's like a great fucking thing to say. Like, you know, for them, I would imagine it'd be a huge deal for them to be able to turn around and say, like, you know, shit, we just sold out Ali Yeah, Ali. yeah or, or close to it, you know, got, yeah. or within the realms of it. That's a huge fucking deal. And, you know, I look at it and I think it's going to be in, in the summer, right? It's yeah. A Saturday, it's a Saturday. Yeah, it's a day off work, uptown early, drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, it's like this looking like a nice day out, mm-hmm. and and we're not talking like well on the I think face value is like we're looking about forty quid tickets. So, better sounds which which, right. which seems fair. It's Alexandria Palace. It's Michigan. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, you know, you could have expected, but the, but then I'm going to go out on my on, on a limb here now and go tell on. you what's going to happen, right? And the reason why they're coming back to the UK at the end of the show, right? It's because that's where they're going to unveil the uh, new musicians. What are you going to? Take blankets off them or something. <laughs> well, because no, they'll already be there playing by my eyes. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. no, no, I don't know. I just, I just think like I think the big thing for me was whether it was too soon. But mm. I think that's easy to do when you're looking forwards. Seven months in life is a long period of time with Christmas and all the gigs and everything like that. And I just think by the time we're hitting the summer, it's the summer again. We're looking for shows. We're looking forward to Bloodstock. We're looking forward to all yeah. that stuff. And we got a Saturday all day uptown, uh, ending at Ali Pali. There's another hoping for the queues to be fixed. And there's another good thing as well in regards to that. It's festival season, so you mm. won't get that many shows. No, that's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the uh, yeah. Okay. Well, continuing that trend, then we're now going to do something new. Something new. Yep. Something new. We are starting a new series. It'll be part of the podcast. It'll be part of the videos on the, on our own as well. It'll be edited down. We're going to be doing a design your own set basically, and it's eighteen tracks. We're going to. 18 tracks each. Don't get me wrong, we're not analysing each one, so it won't be like fucking really long in that sense. So it's 18 tracks, 15 of the main set, three of your encore. Design your own set. If you were seeing this band live, whoever it might be, who would you like, what songs would you like, basically? Yeah. And you can do it You can do it either way you want. I don't know if you went specifically for like, oh, I'm going to make it so that I hear everything I've never heard before. Or you tried no, to no, think no. smart about it. I tried to do it like a proper set. Although okay. I, I did mess it up in that uh, I thought it was 12 plus 3, not 15 plus 3. But that's fine. I'll just chuck 3 in as we go. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I think the main part of mine was that I tried to do it like it was a set, how I would like a set to go. Same here. So it has got stuff that I maybe maybe would be unique to me. Mm. Possibly. Probably not, but So to do this, what we'll do is we'll do our opening track the tracks the opener first, because that's an important track. Yeah. And then you can just rattle off all yours of your main set. I'll do all of my main set and then we'll come back to the encore. So we'll do the opening song first. And I suspect we might have the same one here. Go on, go for it. You it's go. Imperium. That's not my opener. Oh my God, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, it <laughs> always not... has to be Imperium. No, it doesn't. Please don't say it's Bulldozer. No, that's not. <laughs> it's on this day. Oh, it's an opener. No, I'm joking. Of course it's not. <laughs> uh, I've actually gone a bit off the, off, off the curve of this, but I do have a plan of how the gig is in my head. So right. My opener is Heavy Lies the Crown. There you go. All right, well, okay, so much for crowd pleasings. Yeah? <laughs> what is Why? It? Why? Because, right, in my head, right, first of all, Heavy Lies the Crown is a slow start. It's a heavy song. Yep. Right? Uh, but it also has a really, like, kind of slow dun 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 dun, dun kind mm-hmm. of intro to it, which is the great kind of lights down, that music starts Okay, so, yeah. The band come out to the, you know, the and come in for the heavy part of it. Right. But then what I do after that is I then follow that up with a period of just blasting blast the crowd. Okay. So that's my, like, it's, it's my opener, warm-up, sort of gets everything fired up and then from that we go uh, Imperium Take My Scars Davidian one after the other oh, is that? oh wow 
Jesus, that is a blast. Yeah. Right, that's literally like fucking... That's what I want to do. It's come out, people. build everything up, everything's getting excited, and then just go, right, let's have it. Three songs in a row. No talking in between. Just fucking smash them out. Banging. Banging. All right, carry on then. After, yeah, carry right. on to the end. Uh, up to your encore. Okay, so after Davidian, mm-hmm. everyone's fucking tired. Yep. Yeah, so Rob's going to have a little chat. Say something about beers, probably, or cheers, London. Cheers, cheers. London, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and we're going to we'll slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Not, not slow, though. We'll start off with Sailing to the Black. Okay, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Followed by I'm Your God Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed by Bastards. Right. Okay. All right, nice variety there. Right, so I'm going to chuck... What I'm going to do, I'm going to chuck two of the ones that I've left out in after that. Because after that, I was coming back to the right time to pick it up again. Right. Yeah, so we're going to pick up the pace again. So uh, what am I going to start with? What am I going to start with? I'm going to throw Tent on a Hammer in. Okay. First. Followed by Beautiful Morning. Yeah. Um, and then Old. Right. Right. With me so far. Yeah. Exhale the Vial. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And then the big ending for the last two. Two. So we're going to do it like a double header. Uh, so Blood of the Zodiac. Okay. Followed by Halo. Okay, so you put Halo I as... I took Halo out of the encore. Right. Ooh, brave. Brave. Yeah. It's the end of the set. Everyone thinks it's over now because we did Halo last. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> All right. No, I like it. Lights like... go down. No, lights go up. Band are gone. I'm doing it proper, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been standing there directing it going, get off the fucking stage. Turn the lights up. It's over. Yeah. And then wait till everyone gets near the door and then lights down again. Okay. Uh, all right. Right. So obviously, as I said, open it Imperium because it's the perfect open for Machine Head. Right, um, I kind of did mine as I wanted to keep it varied across albums. So it's almost like a best of all the albums. Right. But without, well, Darkness Within comes next. Uh, Tent and Hammer. Desire to Fire. Now I Lay Thee Down. Then Bastards. Right. Then Seasons Wither. Okay. Because I think that'd be followed perfectly into Killers and Kings. Then, because I really, cause I really wanted to put Bulldozer in, in here, this next one. But it doesn't work. Oh, right. So I put Crashing Around You instead. Ah, uh, see, yeah. I did look at that, but I went with Bulldozer off the album in the end. Yeah, yeah did, one of the just two. the positioning, because after that, I have none but my own. Yeah. Um, then Pearls Before the Swine. Yeah. Uh, followed by The Blood, The Sweat, and The Beers, because, obviously, it's yeah, live. Because you have to. Uh, Violate, Catharsis, and then my end of set closer, similar, Lights Go Up and all that, although, is Descend the Shades of Night. Okay. That's the last one. Last song of the night. Well, yeah. Well, before yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Before the oh, encore. for the encore. So yeah, three <clears throat> three songs for the encore. Okay. So my first one, mm. Locust. Okay, yes, banging. Followed by Descend the Shades of Night, mm-hmm. and we end with Darkness Within. Oh, really? Mainly because I want the last thing that everyone does right. The, dark, oh. the, the Darkness Within, first of all, is the <laughs> celebration of music. Yeah. And how music saves you. So I think that's a great way to end a, a brilliant set. Yeah. But that ending. Just yeah. the last thing that everyone does. And it's the band are saying goodbye, throwing the pics out. And everyone's still going. Duh, duh, yeah. Duh, Whoa. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good ending, actually. I went with. I went for. I wanted a massively high energy finish. Yeah. Um, but with an intro too. So the first song is Now We Die. Because of the way it builds back yeah. in. Uh, followed by basically the two most obvious tracks I left off. Yep. Davidian and Halo. Davidian and Halo. Um, you keep it exactly as straightforward as that. Um, so you're, you're not a million miles away from the set they do. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least on that side, yeah. But um, yeah, that, that's... Um, it actually... Originally, I had Who We Are. 
yeah. um, as the final song. And I left Hell off because I thought, I was, wow, I'm going to be all right smart. So I, I, like, I can promise you, listen, I'm sure you did the same as I. Between Halo, Descend the Shades of Night and Darkness Within, I've moved them around as in what would I end on? What would I end that's on? Not my first, that's not my first go through, yeah, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I changed my numbers around a fair bit. Turns out you think it, like it's harder than you think. It in, is. You know? I think it's, it's always a very personal thing as well. Mm. I mean, for me, it was like, you know, I, you know I, I, some of the songs like Violate, I wanted to put Violate in my. Yep. But I left it out purely because of how slow the intro is. It's so long and so slow. Yeah. And that's why I went with Blood of the Zodiac instead, which kind of goes a bit more straight in. Yeah, that's, that's quite clever. You know? Yeah, actually. And then good I was point. like, I wanted to end with either Halo or the Sand Shades and Light, and, and Darkness Within was in the middle of the set. Yeah. But I just kept thinking, like, it's that bit at the end. It's such a memorable thing that happens. And imagine if that was the last thing you all do. That, and the song's about celebrating music and celebrating the end of the show and, you know, and then you leave there. You'd leave with such a buzz on. I mean, you yeah. do anyway with Halo or Descendants yeah, Shades anyway. But still, but... I, get, I get it. It makes, it makes well, sense. I did, I did another one. It. I did a version of this where it was... The first draft I did of this, which was like to try and rip it up a bit, which was basically like 18 straight up, like all the heavier stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't do that for like 18 tracks, can you? You fucking kill them. No, yeah. And I was like, well, how about you end with Imperium, 10 Ton Hammer, and Davidian. <laughs> like, but again, for the band, you can't do like 15 tracks and then come out and go, right, we're all fucked now, let's do the three heaviest songs we've got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. There you go, there's our design your own set. Got any suggestions? Let us know. Right, track time. Caves of Steel by Apotheus. Emerging from the city of Pacos de Fieri, Apotheus placed their exquisite sonic territory in the middle of mellow death and prog metal. Portuguese group started recording some demos soon after the formation in 2008 and released the EP A Quest to Remain in 2011. However, they did not perfect the desired sound until the creation of their 2013's debut full length, titled When Hope and Despair Collide. Fast forward to 2019, after many national tours and other original works, Apotheus made an international breakthrough signing with Blackline Records for the sophomore album The Far Star. The quartet took a completely different approach with their first ever conceptual album blending melodies with a story and emotion. The opus unfolds the untold story of our ancestry, a painful journey of survival in the majesty of cosmos, but also a delicate introspective about the human nature. The Isaac Asimov-inspired album reveals how the collision of two worlds resulted in something new, a hope, a mission, and a destination. Out on November 1st via Black Lion Records, each track of this opus narrates a different chapter of this epic saga. This is Caves of Steel.
Right, next part, about questions really. Question. Now, I, this one I've thrown in, I don't think I told you about before, purely because it's only come on my way recently, and it's kind of frustrated me, and I figured it'd frustrate you. If I called you a metal elitist, what the fuck does that actually mean? It's a compliment. Yeah? Depending on who it comes from. So, I've been called a metal elitist, mm-hmm. but generally by non-metal people. Okay. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's weird getting it from non-metal people. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything. It's, a, it, it's the same as, it's just a stupid term that people have come up because, right, I, t- I can tell you why it's come about. Let me tell you. My, mm. my, my opinion on why it's come about. And it's partly because of fans. It's partly because of bands. Yep. Right. And that is this obsession with subgenering ourselves. Right. right. So rather than being a metal community, we're a doom community or a black and death community or a progressive black and death community. You know, there's no, it's not the core genres yep. anymore. It's not like, you know, some genres exist for a reason, right? So it's like, I get metal encompasses too much so you know black metal death metal completely fine with them being separated out right yeah and you have black metal fans and <coughs> death metal fans mm. right the more you split yourself out the more you segregate everything into little pockets yeah like n- the natural human intention when you're in little pockets is that, that my pocket is the best I'm better than your one yep I know best and when you get into that stage what tends to happen especially these days with social media is that we hurl insults and metal elitism is an insult used that means nothing mm. from one group to another to try and force them to listen to your opinion yeah and if they don't like your opinion or don't listen to you then you can call them a metal elitist because that's like a, an, a, an insult I've, it's, it's just a strange thing it's a human thing isn't it? it's a ridiculous thing if you like okay bad example because the first thing that popped into my head was new metal <laughs> if you like doom yeah and I don't like doom but I like 80s rock. And I say, check that out. And you say, I don't want to. Or you do, and you say, I don't like it. I now call you a metal elitist. Mm. It means nothing. It is just a load of bollocks made up by people as a way of saying it's not fair. Okay, yeah. Basically. What do you do? What do you say when it's in used in line for an argument where you don't want, say, I don't know, your metal festival to be plagued by jokes and fun bands and you're no fun because you just want your metal festival to be a metal festival well yeah that's not metal elitism though is it that's just logical but that's the word that gets thrown around a yeah lot, but that's what I'm saying the, the, awesome the, gatekeeping the, the, yeah <laughs> that's you, another you, one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, right, so if somebody calls you a metal elitist because you want your metal fa- festival to stay metal mm. and not to incorporate something that's not metal that's nothing to do with elitism metal mm. or otherwise I mean, elitism is a thing, isn't it? It's yeah. not just about metal. Of course. Say so you're an elitist, but you're a metal elitist, which is saying what? That I look down on other people. Because of that their taste. It. yeah. But it's not a looking down thing. Mm. We're not saying we don't want you to play here because we feel like we're better than you. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. That's elitism. Yep. What we're saying is we don't want you to play here because you don't fit into the categories that this festival is designed for. Yeah. That's logical. Mm. That's common sense. So anybody who calls you an elitist for that is illogical. Yeah. Therefore, it's just a nonsense insult. It means nothing. Well, yeah, exactly that. I mean, you've summed and, up... But generally, what humans need to do to humans... I am actually a human. I always do this like third party thing. Yeah, Personal humans. Thing, like, you, what you humans need to do. <laughs> like, I've come from another planet you to s- advise you on things. You escaped from Area 51. Yeah. Still looking for me. That's why, yeah. that's why they're going to they storm it. It's going to get me out. But... No, I'm glad you say it like what that. You do, what you do with that insult which is the same as you would like if you have an argument with somebody and because of that you go your mum's fat yeah and you go well you haven't even met my mum it's schoolboy stuff it just means nothing you just wipe it away with the like nonsense that it is 
So I'm seeing this more and more come up, um, mainly for the circles we're moving, but relating to um, Bloodstock, uh, where it seems to now be the going thing, at least on the interweb part that I frequent, to come up with the wacky idea and say, hi, I think this go down really, really well, even though it's so far removed from whatever Bloodstock is and so on. And, yeah. and it's turned into this thing now where everyone, I know it's everyone, and me included, I was writing a comment on one thing, and I watched myself write these words, you know, I'm not basically summed up with being as, hey, you can like what you like, but, and it's like, why do I have to start with that? Because I do not want an 80s pop band fucking playing Bloodstock. Look, <laughs> why do I have to write that? I just, that's not being at Metal Elites. But then those words actually came up later on in this thread. What someone was calling people at. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, you, you don't want to have fun. And it's like, no, 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 no. I have plenty, I have a, a lots of fun at metal gigs. Yeah. Just don't want that fun because it's a metal. I go there to get away from that stuff. The last, you see, I mean, that that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Is, and it's puzzling. I mean, me. I'm imagining we're probably both going to be referring to the same thread yep. that I read as well, which was to do with wouldn't it be great to have yeah. fucking Banana Rama play? But it was to, something, to, yeah, it was break up an 80s, the metal. Yeah, an 80s throwback band. The best response I saw to that was somebody who wrote, well, hang on, I go there for metal. I don't want to break it up. Yeah. Why would I, why would I want to break up the Go metal? back to your tent. If, if, you, you if, you're, yeah, if you're there for 10 hours and you feel like I need a break from the metal, it's probably not the festival for you. And that's yeah. not elitism. That's just common sense. Mm. If you go to a metal festival and you sit there and halfway through it, you go, it's too much metal. Do you know what? I could really do with like an ABBA tribute band for yep. an hour. You're probably at the wrong place. Absolutely. That's all it is. So don't go. Yeah. And it's not elitism to say that. I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying that it sounds to me, like logically... If you're not enjoying the music, you might be at the wrong place. Anybody who calls me... The, the way that I, I would honestly advise people to deal with being called a metal elitist is just to say your mum. Yeah. And they go, well, that's a schoolboy insult. And you go, well, yeah. yeah that's we'll what, that's what we're doing. You'll use your one, I'll use mine. Or ask them to explain the actual definition of elitism. Yeah, yeah. How that refers to what you're saying. I do not like the same bands as you. You're an elitist. Well, hang on. That is not what elitism is at all. So, yeah, I think it's just nonsense. I think it's a very, very typical example of... Right, I'm going to go controversial on one of these comments, but yeah. fuck it. That's my thing. Right, first comment isn't controversial, which is I just think it's a typical uh, social media warriors, keyboard yep. warriors. Okay. Look at me, I found a new buzzword. I'm going to call everyone that who, I don't ag- who doesn't agree with me. Right. You know, that's a very, very strange way to work. It's kind of communist, actually. <laughs> you know, you say my opinion for everybody. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't like it, I'm going to punish you by calling you names. Uh, but but the other way I'll say it is is that I honestly think that half of the people that say this stuff online do it so that their phone buzzes repeatedly with comments for a while. Okay. And they don't even mean half the stuff they say. I think I genuinely, genuinely think I read a lot of this stuff, a lot of these threads that get put up on these forums, and I just think, my God, could you seek any more attention any more desperately? Yeah, I agree about do attention seeking. Do you even seeking. mean it? Or are you just hoping that that will get enough reactions that your phone buzzes all day so people go, oh man, you're popular. Yep. I agree with you about attention seeking. Um, That often, uh, why else, what else are you looking for if you would literally sit there and go, oh, you know what would be really fun? Uh, um, A village people um, circle pit to YMCA. I saw this video floating around and all that. And heart, it's cool and all that. But that sort of then descended into, oh, that'd be awesome at festival we, we go to and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it wouldn't be. We don't want that. That's not being a killjoy. That's not being a metal. I'm not. No one's standing above you going, "No, we're better than you because we don't like that." Yeah. It's like, no, you're cool to like that, but go do like that where that exists. It's a strange thing. The whole the whole fucking thing is a strange thing. Like, I see things on the forums, right, and I, I think they're great. You know, I see things like um, people promoting their band. Mm. And I think to me that's a good use of a forum. Yeah. 
you know, hey guys, you know, you, we played Bloodstock last year and we got a new album coming out and there's a link to it if anyone's interested. Yep. Good use of a forum. Bit of gen- general banter, a bit of chit chat. I get that. That's fine. Um, what I just don't really see a lot of that. What I see a lot of it is things that to me aren't like, they don't make sense. And I know this is only my opinion, so I may be wrong, but I'll see somebody go on there and make a sweeping statement about basically about the fact that we sum it all up. He's an introvert. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, and the point of him doing the statement is so that everyone can basically say, we'll cuddle you, Mm -hmm. you know, but I am also an introvert and I know a few introverts and I would honestly say that the most un introverted thing you would do is to go out and publicly exclaim yourself to be an introvert yeah in fact what we tend to do is to shy away from the public fucking thing point, yeah you don't necessarily want the world you don't walk around with a banner saying i'm an introvert please bother mm. me so i watch a lot of this stuff and i just think it, a lot of the time it is just i don't know if it's done in a nice way and it's a cry for help whether it's a lonely person who just wants some likes or yep. whether it is just a bell end who's thinking oh oh i might just write this funny thing i'm so funny yeah oh look at my phone buzzing I don't know. I, 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 the, the, the initial question, though, the, the term metal elitist, first of all, it's factually incorrect. It doesn't make sense to use elitism in the way that they mean it. Yep. Which is basically, if you don't like my music, you're an elitist. Or you don't like my idea. Fact, that kind of commanding, that person who feels that they are in a position to enforce their rules upon you, and if you say no, you're an elitist. It's yep. kind of slightly reversed, actually. You know, if you're going to try and push your ideas out onto the masses and say you either like this or you're all wrong. Yeah. We probably have more of an argument to say that you're acting quite elitist. Yeah. In, in, in all of this stuff. But generally, I think 99.9% of the time it's just used as a misunderstood playground insult now because it's a buzzword and it'll be replaced by another buzzword next year and the year after that and the year after that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Elitism covered by us. <laughs> We're going to follow that up with another question one. But this one's more brief. And it's really because of a comment thread in reply to Machine Head's uh, announcing of the extra dates. But yeah. not, there wasn't, it was the Europe side of things, not this country, um, not the UK. Yeah. Um, and it was due with meet and greets. I was really surprised. I don't know, what, I don't know if I clicked on my accent because normally I wouldn't read a comment thread about a Portuguese. I think it was Portuguese or Spanish date or something like that. And basically, I couldn't, I was surprised by the amount of comments that were negative about basically the meet and greet packages. Okay. Um, didn't seem like I was a single positive person. A lot of people were saying, oh, you shouldn't be charged for meet and greets and stuff like that. Mm. And we've discussed meet and greets in the past. We've done a machine of meet and greet and um, paid for. And I wouldn't be against the idea in the future, depending upon band and what it was worth and so on. But it get me sort of thinking, particularly after I saw recently that Blaze Bailey, as part of his sort of tour and stuff, um, he was actually advertising a free meet and greet. That was actually part of the sort of promotional stuff of it, a free yeah. meet and greet after the show. And obviously we're comparing Blaze Bailey, uh, who was playing the Underworld, to yeah. Machine Head or playing Alexandria Palace and Brixton and stuff like that. But um, but this ties into, say, uh, one we discussed long in the past about Metallica. Two grand for a meet and greet, and then you get stuck with Rob. You know, sorry, Rob, you're great and all, but yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, That's and, not what we pay for. And it does make you start, start wondering about the whole, should fans really be charged for meet and greets in that sense? And the obvious answer is, Absolutely of course, yes. of course they should. This is, you know, this isn't the old days where you go stand around outside side the dressing room or um, the back of the venue and hopefully you'll grab them as they go and pass. I'm sure you can still do that with certain bands. Listen, you know, like sum it up for me personally very, very quickly. Mm. As fans, we already fucking take 99.9% of their music for free. What else would you like for free? you got to pay for something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what do you want? Free tickets next? Let's just have everything free and your bands will keep recording. They'll still come. 
It's a it's a business fucking avenue. You know, this didn't exist as prevalently before CD sales dropped off. Yep. Because bands could make enough money doing that. And now they have to find other ways to do it. And this is one avenue that they're exploring. Yeah. Who knows if this will last for 10 years? It may not. Yep. But it's something they've got to explore. And I'm all for it because I genuinely understand completely. As one of the people who do it, I stream. And every album I stream, when they get their 0.0000001p for it, <laughs> yeah. and I think, well, that's enough for me to get a free meet and greet. Yeah. Fuck off. Secondly, you don't just get a meet and greet depending on what you're doing with the bands. It's done as a package. You, yeah. You buy, you get, you get merch, you get stuff. We met Machine Ed. We paid for the meet and greet. I thought it was fucking amazing value for money. I wasn't sure it would be going into it. Yeah. But I came out of it thinking that was well worth the money. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're a fan of a band enough that you would like to meet your heroes and get a picture taken with them and get a bit of merch as well, it's a great opportunity. But here's the amazing thing about them. You don't have to do it. Yep. You can say, ah, that's all right, I'll just go to the show. I don't get people get pissed off like it's been, you have to, you know, here's your ticket, but you can't have it unless you also pay 70 quid for a meet and greet. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. We made a, a conscious decision to pay the money to go and meet Machine at that time. And at everyone since, because I've met them now, who knows, in 10 years' time, it might be different. I might want to do it again. Yep. But for the time being, I don't really want to do another meet and greet. I'm You're not, satisfied. Me. Yeah. So I see them put the meet and greets on sale. And in my head, I think, good on them. I hope 30 people do go along to them because they'll fucking enjoy it. I 100% agree. Uh, this is something that I'd consider there's no argument uh, based on what, what most obvious thing, which is basically it's a fucking choice. But I would also put this to you. Machine would go, yeah, all right, we're going to be doing meet and greets, but it's free. Come along. Oh my God, I think they're going to be fucking mobbed. They're going to yeah. be swamped. Do you know what has to happen, right? Because then what they'd have to do is they'd have to say for the first 30 people and then you're going to have a roar. Well, that's not fair. What if you're number well, 31? What about, yeah, what about me? I've been a fan of you longer than they are. Yep. And then someone will call them a metal elitist. Then we're going to get some metal elitism, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. It's one of these absurd... I just couldn't... I was so surprised by how many people seem to be angry about it. Yeah, oh, angry, it should be done for free. It's a ridiculous thing to be angry about Yeah, you have a choice in. Yeah, yeah that's really it is. doesn't make sense, you know. I mean, for me, genuinely, it's a business thing as well. You have to, you have to be realistic, man. Bands make fuck all money these days off new sales. Yep. Yeah, all right. It might still be royalties pumping in from some of some of the older bands, and some of the kisses and that can they've got all the merch, mm. they get the big bucks to pay, you know, your downloads and everything like that. But for a lot of other bands, if you're really, really small, you can do your free ones. Yep. Because that's an opportunity to market and try and sell some albums. If you're kind of that middle ground band and your CDs don't sell massively, you don't make a lot of money through that, you make enough but not a lot, mm. you know, what, what, I don't understand what people want from them. If you want some free meet and greets, go support your local bands, go support the smallers. Chances are not only will they be fucking meeting and greeting you for nothing, they'll be selling you the merch. Yep. I know, I was just going to say what I would love, just like, let's go back, roll back 20 years mm. or 30 years. The first time somebody would have said to Lars Ulrich about we want to give all your music away for free on Napster. I would love to hear his opinion on somebody saying we think you should all give you all your time away for free yeah. as well now. <laughs> you know, so after you finish your show or before it, you guys should make a point of meeting every person in the crowd for free. It's mad, isn't it? We, <laughs> he did people, laugh at you. People would pay money to go into clubs to listen to a DJ and then they'd pay money to meet the DJ like it's done everywhere yep. it's not an exclusive to metal thing oh god no no absolutely meet and greets are nothing exclusive we've just um, we've entered we're, we're still tiptoeing into this world I've noticed as well because I only ever don't see many bands doing it um, I, I think 
there's a little bit about it that bands will be a bit restrained from doing it because they're not sure how, if it's if it's metal enough. Mm. I think there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Is it quite metal meeting the bands? There might also be a lot of people in the bands who don't want to meet the fans. True. And there also might be a bit of fear about whether or not, you know, it'd be quite um, a, a disheartening thing, wouldn't it, to say, right, we're going to do a meet and greet, 30 tickets, and then say one sells. Yeah, one guy <laughs> you know standing I mean? there. God, so there's yeah. probably nervousness about it. And that's why I was saying in my bit about it is I think this is bands checking out a potential stream where they may be able to make some extra revenue out of yep. and if that's what's pissing people off the fact that bands are making money off us ah uh, yeah they have to realize that we've now take the music basically for free yep now everyone will say yeah but we pay for our streaming subscription but you know when you pay your 10 pound a month to apple mm. or uh, spotify whatever it might be they don't go to the bands no they go to a huge fucking corporation worth 50 billion pound turnover which then, gives then give like yeah yeah like ridiculously small amounts to the band yeah bands have very few options these days it's merch sales shows but in, you know, we know that their ticket price doesn't go to the band no and a uh, portion of it does but you know and certain facilities will uh, have a percentage on the merch as well I know Wembley Arena does here's what you do you know like this is what and we've talked about this before around tickets yeah uh, and CD sales generally and about people not buying merch mm. right if you cut off every other avenue for them to make money to so say like CDs Music, you get nothing for it anymore, yeah. right? Um, you're not allowed to charge us for the meet and greets, and we'll occasionally buy a T-shirt. Guess what bands have to do to make money? Mm. They have to put the only thing remaining left up, and that's your ticket price. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Yeah, so your ticket, you know, this guy who might be pissed <clears> off in Portugal, the reason he only has to pay thirty euros for his ticket is because thirty people are happy to pump some extra money in. Yeah. to go to the meet and greet. Take all that away, so the band start losing even more money. Your thirty euro ticket becomes forty, then becomes fifty, then becomes unattainable, yep. and then your bands disappear forever. Yeah. God damn it, people, wake up! There you go, there you go. So pro meet and greets, basically. Pro charging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pro charging meet and greets. Yes, of course. Right, we're going to wrap up now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us with uh, all the tracks and extra stuff. So, of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a rating as well. We're going to end with another track. Satan's Hounds by Atomic Cretans. Charged with thunderous energy, Philly's Atomic Cretans came into existence in 2016, giving nod to the 80s speed thrash metal, black metal and D-beat. The quartet gave birth to two EP releases consecutively in 2017 and 18. Additionally, the Cretans have routinely kept wrecking havoc like a powerful tornado in the local venues. The recent lineup changes turned their fierce sonic out into a different route where the thrash and black metal reign predominantly. And this moderate transformation is noticeable in the forthcoming EP entitled Spiritual Cancer. Apart from highlighting the band's advocacy of the anti-religion, anti-government and pro-self-reliance, the five-song EP strides across the satanic and horror arenas as well. Spiritual Cancer, the EP, arrives October 26th via Suicide Bomb tapes on cassette format. This is Satan's Hounds.
Ah! <laughs> 